welcome back to the Get Fit Podcast, where we chat money, mindset, and a little bit of muscles. I'm so freaking thankful that you are hanging out with me here today because there's literally anything else in the world you could be doing. You could be fly fishing. You could be carving a tree into your brand new headboard. Whatever it is you could be doing, you're hanging out with me here, and I'm so, so grateful. On today's episode, we have Jessica Perez. She is a top event planner. She does so many beautiful weddings. She's been recognized in so many magazines. I'm just so excited for her to get to share a little bit of the background of how you become an event planner and that you don't always have to know exactly what you're doing to still be an absolute success. So without further ado, let's do this. All right, so today on the podcast, I have Ms. Jessica Perez-Canal. She is the owner, the head of Events by Dress, which has been named Best of Weddings in so many different like magazines, The Knot, which is like my favorite wedding everything website. I'm just so excited to get to chat with her today about all the exciting things that she does in the event life. So Jess, if you could just tell us some of your story and how you got here. Yeah, so my story is actually a little weird. I did not start off as a wedding planner, did not study wedding planning. I actually have a double major in marketing and economics. So a little different. Yes. Uh, Not hospitality, but I got actually into the corporate world. That's where I started. I started in a marketing company working there. And then I was sent off actually to Puerto Rico since I spoke Spanish and they didn't have someone to run events over there. So I started running the events along with all the offices. And that's how I realized I loved it. And when it was time to come back home, I was wondering what I was going to do with myself. And so I decided to go into the event planning world. So that's really how I started doing corporate events, really. And then I moved on to weddings and I do all social types of events and weddings. And that's uh, that's pretty much how I got started. It's not your typical hospitality uh, life. That's kind of awesome, though. I mean, I went to school for English and theater and then I ended up in the hospitality industry. Doesn't really apply in any way. And now I'm like, oh, now I like do coaching and podcasting. So, you know, you can kind of take skills from anything into that and it's interesting how you can like transfer any kind of skills it doesn't matter what you went to college for y'all you can you've got skills you can learn a new thing so i was saying especially if you have business skills i think yes if you have business skills any kind of management skills that's going to take you a long long way you might not think it'll apply but it probably will so i saw on your facebook that you just like turned 26 and you had kind of a quarter life crisis i definitely had a fabulous quarter life crisis i left my insurance job but I moved to Alaska. It was an adventure. Yes. So I'm curious to see how you kind of pivoted from what you were doing from before. And was it you just like decided you're like, I'm going to do this? Or was or did you gradually work into what you really wanted to be doing? My quarter, I think quarter life crisis is, it hits everybody in a different way. But Uh, Mine was definitely tough. I realized I was not happy where I was. And that was, you know, when I was living in Puerto Rico running this marketing company and I was just not not happy. And I had to figure out what it was that I was going to do. And I knew it wasn't going to be there. I knew it was coming back home to Miami with my family and being here. And so I remember just one day sitting there and just not 
not only not being happy, but feeling sick. And I wasn't actually sick. My brain was telling myself to be sick so that I wouldn't have to go into work. And that's where I realized I'm like, that's not okay. You know, I shouldn't be making myself sick so I wouldn't have to go in. So that was really a big point for me. And so I remember calling my my managers and saying, I'm moving. And they were like, oh, I don't know if we're quite ready for you to leave the island. And I was like, yeah, I don't really think that it's your decision. And so I told them and I gave them I think it was three or four months at the time to find someone to replace me and they did not think I would actually leave and when the three to four months were done I said I am leaving they were not ready and that was their problem at that point in my head and so I left and I came back home and that's really just what I did I did what I wanted to do I didn't do what they wanted that's so important because I definitely know people who have just like stayed because they're like well they're trying to replace me like I'll leave and they replace me it's like if you just keep staying they're never going to figure it out that's the whole that's the whole thing they know that you're really good and if you just don't leave they're just gonna keep you for as long as possible so what was probably like one of your first like events on your own like how did you how did you create your company it's a great question so I, I did advertising through different random Google sites like Thumbtack and Google and just like all these random little sites that I could advertise in for a very minimal amount, you know. And my first event on my own was actually a baptism for an Indian couple, which if you know anything about the Indian culture, everything they do is huge. And so they had a 200 person baptism, which I did not, I don't think I quite realized that, but I'm one of those people that when you tell me, when I, when I, when, when something comes at me, I just say yes, even though I don't know what I'm doing and I just figure it out along the way. So 200 person Indian baptism, I had no idea about the Indian culture. I had no idea how it even worked, but we were instructed, I was instructed to do all the decor and the timeline and the whole thing for the whole entire baptism. And that was really my first event on my own. And I had probably easily five to seven family members and friends there just helping me figure this out. And we had like two hours to set it all up. And it was just an excruciating amount of work. I've never been, I was never so thankful for my family and friends in my life that all came out to figure it out with me. It was pretty insane. But that's, that was my first event uh, for sure. I'll never forget it. You're starting off strong there. Okay. Yeah. Like, I know, like I have some friends who like do event planning. They're like, uh, I did like a corporate event for like 10 people. So you came in hot. That's exciting. They're and still like, my clients today, by the way, which is even better. So yeah. with high being such a big event and at least your family helped, like when, when did you start doing like regular big events, scaling and getting a team? Did you have like an idea of what sorts of events you mainly wanted to do? I saw that you do a lot of weddings. You get a lot of recognition for that. Was that what you dream saw going into it, like doing great wedding events? Or was it really any event you just like to do events? At the beginning, you know, you really, anytime you start a business, I think you just take everything and anything. So at the beginning I took whatever came my way, I did. And it, and it all gave me so much experience. I mean, one the first wedding I did, I planned in a month. They wanted to do it in a month. And that was extremely difficult as well. And, but I took, like, like I said, I didn't really have much going on. This is what I was doing. And this is what I told myself I was going to do. I always, you know, one of the, the models of my life is swim or swim. There's no sinking. And so, and you'll hear that on my podcast. I always talk about swim or swim. And I just, yeah, swim or swim. I'm <laughs> just like, that's my trademark. And, 
you know, I was just like, I'm going to do this no matter what. So I took really any job that came my way. And then little by little, I started to get booked for more and more weddings. And because weddings, you get booked out anywhere from 12 to 18 months in advance. I'm primarily booked up for weddings before I get booked up for anything else. But I do have my team, of course. So I would say after about, we started doing events in 2014. So I would say it probably took me about a year or two to really get settled and start winning my awards. And then I needed a team. And so I was going from doing my first few years and you probably somewhere between like 50 to 60 events a year. I now focus on like the 20 to 30, 20, 25 to 35 really events a year. And I do primarily, like I said, weddings. And I have two lead planners now that take on all my other events. Uh, they'll take on anything from, you know, small social events to weddings as well. They're both fully trained by me, which is great. They both started with me as interns and have worked their way up. And then I also have assistants and interns. So, um, you know, we're fully, fully staffed now, but obviously that was not the case at the beginning. I mean, I remember calling friends to come help me at the beginning all the time. Hello, my dear friends. What kind of money community do you have? And I don't mean who's your financial institution, what are your investments, how's your 401k? I don't mean that. I mean the people that you can go to when you're struggling to pay off your debt, when you're not sure if you're doing the right thing financially, where you want extra saving tips, where you want budget advice, where you want little teeny tiny savings hacks that can add up so much in the long run. Do you have a money community? If you don't, then I'm so freaking excited to welcome you into mine. It's called My Money Works Tribe. It's on Facebook. We are growing every single day. And right now I am doing, for every week, you can earn $25 for yourself to spend on maybe a little treat for yourself or put it forward with that debt, you know, my favorite thing. And then also $75 to your local community, either your community food bank, a charity you love, something to give back. And I'm so, so excited to be able to offer this for y'all. So be sure to check out my Money Works Tribe. The link is going to be in the bio and I cannot wait to see you there. That's fabulous. I was wondering like how you do train your planners and everyone who goes into it with you. Cause like, how do you get all of this inspiration for your event? Do your clients come to you with some kind of an idea and you just, ex and your imagination just extrapolates from there? How do you work through people who are like, I don't really know what I want, but I know like I want this one thing and then you just go from there. I can't even decorate my own office. <laughs> I, I'm still trying to figure out what to put on a wall in my living room. I can't even fathoming like, oh, 50, 60, events yeah I do the whole thing every year that's crazy it can be pretty intense for sure especially because everyone has such different views and and if you look at my style it's very eclectic I don't have one set style that I do uh, of weddings you know a lot of wedding planners will say well I only do the elegant and modern you know and mines are not like that I'll go and I'll do the Indian the Indian Pakistani which are multicolored, multi-days all these craziness into you know a very simple 50 person wedding to a Jewish 500 person and wedding like I'll go into all these different styles and so I think the way that I do it it just depends I work I really work with the client there's some of my clients that come to me with all their ideas set those are not not, not not nothing too difficult there except for the fact that sometimes I have to show them that they have to come up with different ideas or I have to kind of bring them back so that that kind of when they come in too set it's a little difficult and when they come in with nothing it's a little difficult
difficult. So I have to kind of play with it. But yeah, my job is really that. It's as we plan, the idea becomes sharper. And so I don't try to get my clients to come up with an idea straight at the beginning. That doesn't make sense. We get a venue, we get vendors, and little by little, especially once you have a space, the ideas can kind of start to flow. And so that's where I start to give them ideas. In some places, some venues I've been to, some I haven't. And so, but obviously at the end of the day, my job is to be partly creative, which I never thought I was. I thought my whole life I was a business person and nothing to do with the creative world, but I will tell you that I am. I, I love actually being creative and I didn't know that part of me. And if I would have never dived into this, I would have never even known that because I am I am a self-proclaimed interior designer as well for my home. And I only do it for myself and, and my friends, maybe. I would never do this for a living, but I love to bring ideas together and I love to come up with different things. And that's just a part of me that I figured out now in my latter years of life. Yeah, it's so important. Like, you don't have to like grow up being like a visionary for things like this. Like, you can you can try things and then be like, you know, actually, this works out really well. And find what you like. You don't have to stay stuck in a box. And I feel like a lot of like even with my friends who went to college, got the job that they wanted, and they're not very happy. I'm like, you guys could actually do something else. And mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. I'm like, you could literally just try to do something else. You don't even have to do necessarily what you did and dive head first into it. I'm like, you can do little things on the side. A hundred percent. And I just think that that was just one of those things where I, I never thought that this was me. And because this is what the field I ended up experimenting with, I've realized it's become me. I didn't start off and say, oh my God, I'm actually really creative and really good at this. Like, no, no, no. This is like years now. I'm like, oh yeah, I am a creative. Like, this is what I am. But that's not how it started. It started off as I am actually a very organized and strategic person. So I can manhandle any of it because that is what I'm good at. You know, and at the end of the day, that is still what I'm really good at. When people hire me, they hire me because they know they're going to get their stuff done. Like, everything's going to get done and it's going to be organized and it's going to be precise and it's going to get taken care of. They don't necessarily hire me because I am a creative, but I've realized that I can and am creative and I've let myself kind of dive into that. And a lot of people, I think you're right, they get stuck because they don't think that they can venture out or they don't think they have those skills. And in a lot of cases, you do have them. You just haven't kind of gotten to them yet. Absolutely. It's, it's all building. Like we're in the middle of a crazy pandemic i don't know is your state you're in florida right florida but south florida Florida, so we're not on so you guys aren't open nashville in and of itself is not open tennessee is open so it's very interesting to watch that how has that how has that changed like events for you obviously big venues got canceled did you start doing uh like virtual events or did you just move everything i'm like so right now yeah it's it's been it's been pretty intense when it when it all started because it started mid-march by early march we were already hearing about it and mid-march is when you know the cdc really closed us down and it was I mean it was the week before I had two more weddings left for March that we had to you know postpone and they were right there and we were based I mean we were done there's you know finish line so I feel really bad for those brides for sure but we have rescheduled all the weddings none have been canceled thank god everybody still wants to celebrate their big day so some of them are happening in a few months some of them are happening next year but they all have been rescheduled so that has been nice i have not done any virtual i don't think the virtual have enough people for me to really be a part of i don't really think they need a planner necessarily per se to get you know five to ten people together i have seen other people um do the virtuals or even do the small ceremonies i i have seen Um, there's an officiant friend of mine who has done no more than 10 people 
and has done a few little small ceremonies or with just a couple. So I think that that's definitely going to be a thing. A lot of people still wanted to have their day. So their day was what was important to them. And that's, you see that with a lot of couples. And so they wanted to get married that day, no matter what. One of my lead planners, it was her wedding in April and I feel really bad. So we, she, um, but she did still get married that day. Like I said, we're just going to do the wedding on a different day, but they, she still did the legal paperwork that day. So I just think that that's what's, that's what happened to a lot of people. And it's really sad to see with, with the pandemic, you know, but what I love about our industry and the hospitality industry is that everyone's really come together to support brides and to make all these adjustments. Cause it's a lot of adjustments that we've had to make on our end as an industry to really make it all come together again, because we were booked. Like I was already booked for fall and spring and we had to make some adjustments and figure out how we were going to stick all these weddings that we had to reschedule into an already booked schedule. So it was a lot, but I mean, we're still here. We're still fighting. That's what counts. Yeah, I've definitely, the hospitality industry being my favorite thing pretty much ever has just been really devastating to watch happen. But at the same time, I've never seen more people come together mm-hmm. to support in an industry. I'm in a bunch of different Facebook groups for hotels and just like what they can do and redoing the hotels to be convention areas, hospitals, nurses, first responders, like just for free to get people in for that. Mm-hmm. So it's definitely going to change how events are going forward for sure. But I also think it will make people appreciate them a lot more having the ability mm-hmm to be all together which I'm very excited about yes I think even just hanging out with family I'm so much more appreciative I'm like I didn't realize how much I really wanted to hang out with everyone in the house all the time I just I just want people over exactly and since you are expecting twins anytime now anytime now what are you the most excited about for that I think most days I'm still in shock that we're having two you know uh, some, some some days I'm like there's two in there really <laughs> But then I feel them squirming around in there or, or having a dance party. I'm not sure what they're doing in there. But, um, and yeah, we're having, we're expecting uh, twins, a girl and a boy. So we're super excited. Uh, we're about hopefully three to four weeks away from that. So um, close. It's very close. It's much closer than, than I'd like to admit. <laughs> Um, but that's where we're at and you know we're, we're super excited and I, I can't really wait to meet them and I can't really wait to start our family with them because it's, it's gonna be insane I, I, I felt pretty confident having one baby but now two babies I don't so that that was God pretty much saying oh you thought you could handle it well here you go here you got you go. this yeah I got this for sure so how is that necessarily going to change your events like you're already booked out for the year with mm-hmm. all the reschedules will you still be very hands-on or since you're kind of like the, the creator the producer behind the scenes will you just be doing the check-ins for that what would you like your life what's your ideal life with, with two babies and a business so, yeah right <laughs> So I think I, one of the good things is that I've planned for this. Like we knew that this was something we were going to do. So I knew that I was going to have to cut back the amount of weddings that I was going to do. So where I'm at now, which is the 25 to 35 a year, that's really where I wanted to be at going in with a family. So um, I feel pretty confident with that. And so I think my schedule is pretty much going to stay the same. Luckily, we have um, my husband's mom, my mother-in-law. She's fantastic and retired. um, So that helps. My father 
father is half retired, so that's hopefully will help. And I work, you know, I work sporadically by during the week, by Monday through Friday. You know, it's very flexible. I make the schedule, but I still have a lot to do in terms of plannings, meetings, and calls. And so I just need to be a little bit more strategic with how I plan it, when I plan it, and obviously planning a babysitter at the same time. But we're also looking to hopefully get um, some partial help from a nanny. And so I'm hoping that I don't think my schedule will change really that much at all. It'll pretty much stay the same, except I'm going to be incorporating two little ones during my little free time. And then of course, on the weekends when I don't have events. That's so, that's so good. I love that you said that you were going to get a nanny and you have all this help. I've definitely noticed kind of like in the female entrepreneur business space, if you're not doing all of it, like somehow you're less than that. But if you're also doing all of it, it's like, are you being a good mom and this back and forth nonsense? And I'm like, it's okay to have help. hundred <laughs> percent. I don't, I don't listen to anybody. I don't, I don't need to be there a hundred percent of the time for my kids. My parents weren't, they had to work. And so I don't see a difference between me or my husband's schedules. We both have businesses and we're both going to stay doing what we need to do for them because at the end of the day, that's the most important is that's what provides. And so, and it also is what makes us happy. And at the end of the day, our mental health is more important than anything. So whatever help I need to bring in is what I'm going to do. I have no worries with that. That's fabulous. See, that's the kind of attitude that I wish even some of my friends had because they're trying to do everything. And I'm like, you guys, it's, it's really okay. Someone else can watch your small child. Like it's okay. You don't have to look at them 24 seven. My parents worked, my mom worked nights. She was always gone. Whatever. I had a house, I had food. I was like a little kid. I, I don't care. They like, don't If they're babies, yeah. they don't know. As long as you set that intention, it's like, well, mommy and daddy are working so that you have food to live. It's kind of important, but really like little, anything, little it kids. humbles them and it shows them that they are, though they will one day have to work too. It's, I don't think there's anything bad about it at all. Yay. <laughs> uh, I definitely just wish more people felt that way all of the time. And I feel so awkward every time I'm like, you can ask for help. I don't have kids, but you can bet if I had kids. Oh, I would make so many friends. I'd be like, would you like to watch the child right now? Perfect. Nanny? Absolutely. Like Nanny's just in the house and I would just be in here being like, it's fine. I can focus. Mm -hmm. And that's exactly what it is. I work from home for the most part and I'm, I have my office and that's just what it's going to be. This is where I work and she'll be outside with the kids. I'm not saying I won't step out. I'm not saying I won't check in on them. I won't say I'm going to have a great schedule. I think it's going to be fantastic. I'm, I'm not worried about it. What is a piece of advice that you would give your younger version? What's like the best advice you'd give your younger self? I think one of the best pieces of advice that I would give myself, you know, I think sometimes when you're younger, you hesitate a little bit. I think, you know, when you're younger, you hesitate, especially because you are younger and you don't really know what you're doing. And if I would have not hesitated, I probably would have left Puerto Rico a little earlier and I probably would have been here a little earlier and I probably would have been more established by this point. But I think like if you have a plan and if you have, if you've said, this is what I want to do. And I think this is something I always said to myself, I wanted to not, this is, these are my goals for my life in business. And these are the goals for my life personally. You know, I wanted to make sure that I was you know, established by the time I hit my 30s. I would have loved to have been established so that I could have a family. I didn't want to just be having a family and not being established. But if I wanted that by by early 30s, I knew I had to start working on that by the time I hit mid-20s, you know? And so just like knowing that my plan was right and not hesitating through it and not being scared to do things. My, my swimmer swim was very much once I moved here uh, back home when I was, I moved back home when I was 26, back to Miami. I had my quarter life crisis at 25, which is crazy at exactly 25. But at 26, I moved back. And I remember saying like, if I want to be married and have my family, and I also want to have a business that I can have 
while I have a family, then I need to do this now. Like I need to make sure that I'm super focused and work my butt off for the next three, four, five years, however long it's going to take me so that when I get to this point, I can be comfortable. And I think, you know, looking back now, if I would have talked to myself five years ago, I mean, I would be super proud of myself if I saw myself five years ago, like if I saw where I'm at now, because I'm like, I did it. This is what I wanted. And the hesitation didn't help. The hesitation only would have propelled me forward. So I think just not hesitating and just knowing like not being scared, like it's okay. If I have a plan, even though I don't know all the answers, you're going to figure it out and it'll be okay. It'll always always be be okay. okay. Yeah. It'll always be okay. You always figure it out one way or another. The hard way or the, or the easy way, but you always figure it out. You always survive. Anytime you think something's too hard, it's it's not too hard because you haven't done it yet. And it's not too hard because you've done things like it before. Yeah. Everything, you can figure out anything and make it through it. Yeah. Just because you're mentally scared doesn't mean anything. And I was full, I fully supported myself. And I, I always tell people that I moved back. I didn't move back with my parents either. One, my parents are divorced. I moved back on my own. So swim or swim was really just me being like, I need to do it. I need to pay my bills and I am fully alone and I have a car and an apartment and all of these bills and I have to figure it out. There's no going back. You know what I mean? And if you have that strong mentality where you're going to figure it out, then you'll figure it out. That's just, that just is what it is. I'm, I'm a firm believer in that. That's amazing. So I will have your Facebook, Instagram. I'll have your website. You said you had a podcast as well. Perfect. Yes. I will get that from you as well. Everything will be linked in the show notes. You can go see her, go stock her website. It's gorgeous. Look at some amazing events. Plan one for maybe 20 months from now. Like decide you're getting married. <laughs> and then in 20 months, you can book with her, y'all. Exactly. Maybe farther out. Uh, and I'm just so thankful that you took the time to hang out with me this morning. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me on. It was great. Thank you. Bye. Bye.